0: welcome to another episode of the Boundless Gamers Podcast. This is episode 31. I'm your host, Mike. And joining me today is the man who thinks my special oatmeal recipe is disgusting. The famous archaeologist, Indy. Indy, it's been a minute. It has. We've been on a long ass break. So, <laughs> what you
1: been doing? Um, well, I mean, a lot of my time's gone into... Uh expanding boundless gamers outside the podcast a bit we now have an official discord we have a twitch channel um some of the social media responsibilities have been moved around now we're uh we're all kind of on each other's platform so it's been a it's been a cool break um i'm really excited for what we're doing in the in the coming year I guess I should
0: just plug in the social medias right now since we're talking about it. Yeah, you can search uh, at Ballast Gamers. We're on Twitch now, Discord, of course, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, the Twitter. So, yeah, that's done. Thank God. I am not to talk about it anymore. I'm glad you brought it up, like, immediately.
1: Yeah, you know, that's what I always do.
0: Thank you. That, That was a good call because I would have just dragged it out. And uh, everybody would have started turning the podcast off. You know, me and Jacques hate doing it. It's necessary, but we have to do it.
1: So I gotta ask, what is it about the social media plugs that you guys hate so much?
0: It's repetitive saying the same thing over and over and over and over. I don't hate it as much as Jacques, but it does annoy me. Like, like Jacques just loathes it. <laughs> If it was up to him, he would just get rid of it completely. Never mention it.
1: Oh, no. Can't get rid of it altogether. But that's why, like, whenever I'm hosting, you know, I just... Before I even say who's on, just speed through it right through the intro. Yeah, you may have something there.
0: This doesn't even matter. Let's... (laughs) Let's actually get into the show. Uh, well, Well, before we get into it, I know this isn't video game related, but... It's something that just happened a couple hours ago, and I mm. want to mention it. Bob Saget passing away really sucks. Really, really sucks. I grew up with Full House. Uh, I loved his scene in that Dumb and Dumber movie, which I hated. By the way, I don't like that movie, <laughs> but his scene where he walks into the bathroom and he sees all the well shit on the walls. It's not really right. shit. It's the Hershey bar that's smeared all over the place. He just flips out and goes nuts.
1: Man, just him and Betty White so close together, dude. Yeah. God, it's a
0: terrible way to start this year off.
1: Ugh. I mean, that's, uh, that's the 20s that we're living in. Just horrible fucking bookends.
0: Yeah, it's just been a shitty few years. I uh, hope, like, hope yeah. COVID is going to end soon, and we can all go back to our conventions. Well, I never went to conventions, but <laughs> <laughs> we can go back to
1: the E3s and... For some reason, I'm really stuff. surprised you've never been to a convention.
0: No, that, that's not true. I've been to one convention. It was the oh, okay. 2008 Comic-Con convention.
1: Oh, nice. I just
0: never been to a video game convention.
1: Oh, okay. No, then, okay, then we're on the same page, then.
0: But that's a story for another time. Right. <laughs> some crazy shit happened there. Well, uh, maybe, maybe I'll bring that up in a surprise mechanic one of these days.
1: <laughs> Mike's convention escapades. I'll just mention one
0: thing. There was a guy dressed up in a Spider-Man costume, and he freaked everybody out. He was jumping off the walls, (laughs) and they had to (laughs) remove him.
1: They removed him?
0: They kicked him out. Like, he was freaking everybody out. It was the creepy Spider-Man.
1: Oh, God.
0: But anyways, let's move on to what we're playing. Indy,
1: what you been playing during the break? Dude, I've I've bounced all over the damn place. I'm not even going to lie. Um, we went on break. Um I played a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh I still haven't beaten it. And then, of course, you know, we still play Halo. Um towards the end of the week or in the middle of the week just randomly. Apart from that, uh I've played a lot of Inscription. Um I love that game. It it's a little weird um how it starts off in 3D, then it goes to sprite-based, and then it goes back to 3D. So it's very unique, and it's weird, and I don't quite get the design choices, but at the same time, it's just so unique that I can't help but love it. Um, Apart from that, I mean, everything else that I've been playing has been on the stream, so everybody's kind of seen what I've been playing.
0: That's right, you did stream it, uh, Inscription, and I was watching that, and I was like...
1: Uh, I don't know if this is for me. (laughs) Well, you came in in the uh, second act of Inscription, when it goes back to sprite-based. I think you would probably like uh, the opening of it, where it's like in a very creepy cabin. um, You have somebody who's almost like keeping you hostage, and if you lose, he actually kills you, and then you have to start the game over.
0: Yeah, I should have caught the beginning of that. Probably would have impressed me a little bit more but the stuff i saw on the stream i was just like i don't know this this is cool but just not for me
1: there is a mod that i saw that popped up on my steam and it's something i may do a stream of uh one of these days but it was basically a mod to where it just turns the first act which is where you're in that creepy cabin and it makes it to where you can't beat it it's just an endless roguelike to just see how long you can stay alive so I'm going try that one day just to see how it goes. Yeah. And you can uh, see that on Twitch
0: by searching at Boundless Gamers. I don't know why I plugged that in. There's no reason for that.
1: You know what? That's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend the entire first episode of 2022 just plugging constantly. I'm going to plug something else in right now.
0: Okay. You got to eat that oatmeal on stream. Remember, you I'm promised. I'm not
1: eating that fucking oatmeal. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. You said if
0: we hit 25 subscribers or followers, sorry, not subscribers, we're not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) If we hit 25 followers on Twitch, you were going to eat that.
1: I should have just left it if we had 25 followers in that night and not just left it open.
0: I was surprised when you said that. I thought you were going to say like 200 followers. Or something. No,
1: I really wanted to entice people to follow during that stream. Because we did have some people in there that weren't followers already. For those that don't know... Mike, why don't you go ahead and just tell everybody what the recipe is. Because it is basically a running meme in the Boundless Gamers community. For those that have joined the Discord <laughs> and everything. They probably know what's going on or been on the stream. But I know there's people that listen to this show that haven't jumped into any of those chats or anything like that. So you're going to have to explain why this is so god awful and i just need more people to tell you you're wrong
0: no no you're wrong it's not god awful
1: and you've never tried it so you can't say that that's fair i can only say that everybody that i have heard you tell and everybody that i have told is like it, it goes like this um as you tell me i will tell you everybody's reaction to as i have told it because i've told it the exact same way that you told me so Please, let's go by a play-by-play how this normally goes.
0: All right, guys. If you like eating oatmeal, here's the recipe. Half a cup of oatmeal. Once it's done, put a little salt in there. Just a little bit. Okay. Now, in that video I sent you, Indy, I put a lot of salt in it.
1: Yeah, you did. I saw, it was like the whole damn container.
0: <laughs> I have low blood pressure, so I have to have more salt oh, in my diet. Okay. But do not do that, guys. Make sure you just put a little bit in there. Don't go nuts. But yeah, sprinkle a little salt on there. Get some peanut butter. Two teaspoons of strawberry preserved jelly. Oh, that actually sounds good. And then the final thing, I know this is going to freak you out, but just stick with me. Boil an egg and then crumble it up inside the oatmeal. What the fuck is wrong with you? There, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there is oatmeal recipes that have eggs in it it's not that crazy when you put all of these flavors together it creates this like rich dessert it it tastes incredible the egg always throws people off but i'm telling you when you put all that shit together it creates this explosive delicious flavor in your mouth now you got to make sure the oatmeal is still hot and the egg is still hot too and make sure the oatmeal is thick. You don't want runny, wet oatmeal. I've done it before like that. It's still good, but it it just... Yeah, it's a little too messy. I'm not a fan of it. So make sure the oatmeal is thick. So guys, are you going to really sit there and scream at the show right now saying, yes. That's disgusting? Yes, they will. No. Because none yeah. of them have tried it. If somebody tries it and says, you know what, Mike? That was horrible. I'm never going to take one of your recipe suggestions again. Then I'd be like, all right, that's fair. You've tried it. But none of these clowns have tried it. So they can't say it's disgusting.
1: Well, you know, I've never eaten dog food before either, but I don't intend to. Yeah, I don't but think that's that not meant appetizing. for us. Okay,
0: man, that, that's not a good comparison. Let,
1: let's, let's cut the bullshit. Okay. Never had anchovies on my pizza. Don't plan on doing that either. Yeah, and some people think pineapple on pizza sounds gross. I like pineapple on pizza. But at some point
0: in your life, I guarantee you, you said, huh? Pineapple on pizza. And then you just tried it, and then you loved it.
1: Actually, I think I've always liked pineapple on pizza, just to be honest. Like, I've never had a problem with Hawaiian. But, yes, the the deal stands if we get to 25 followers on Twitch... I will make it, and I will try it on stream, and I will make sure I have a chaser. There you go.
0: He said it here. He can't take it back. Well, he also said it on Twitch, so he can't take it back there either.
1: (laughs) I can delete that recording. I just can't delete this one.
0: All right, well, enough of this bullshit. We're not here to talk about oatmeal. We're here to talk about games. So, uh, uh, Indy, do you have any other games you've been playing? Is that it?
1: Oh, me and Ash uh, spent an afternoon getting a lot further in it takes, two. Still love that game. Can't wait to finish it. Just need more time. But apart from that, that has been my uh, my gaming adventures outside of the show and while we were on break. So, Mike, I'm going to kick that back over to you. What have you been up to? Oh, Jesus
0: Christ. Oh, boy. I've been playing a lot. Now, in episode 27, and that was the last episode I was in, so... I'm sure you guys miss me. I mentioned Infamous (laughs) 2. I was playing that. But I just want to say one thing about Infamous 2. It's overrated. Overrated as hell. I think it's overrated. has a mediocre story. And I think, and now this is where I'm going to lose a lot of people. Infamous Second Son. The one that was on the PS4. Far better game. Way better game. You think it's going to
1: make people uh, comment you for that?
0: A lot of people love Infamous 2. It's a good game. I just don't think it's this top five best PS3 exclusive thing. Everybody always puts that high up on the list. Gotcha. If it was up to me, I would stick the first prototype over Infamous 2. I like the Infamous games, but Infamous 2 just didn't do it for me that story was just shit. And that's not the main reason why I don't like it. I just think the open world activities in it are so vanilla, very repetitive, boring. And I do think the story is better in second son.
1: Do you think it could just be, um, a, a change in eras? Cause Sony has gone very, very hard in storytelling in the past decade. Like
0: I said, that, that's not the main reason. That's one of the reasons. I, I think the open world activities in 2 is the worst in the series. If you compare all three. Or four. Or five, if you want to bring in <laughs> Infamous Festival of Blood. It was like this little side game they created for... Uh, Second it was, yeah, it was te- No, it was technically an expansion for Infamous 2, but they oh. gave it its own digital download. You didn't have to have Infamous 2 to play it. Yeah, Infamous Second Son also had an expansion, uh, First Light.
1: Okay, that's what I was thinking of then.
0: I'm sure I triggered some Infamous 2 fan out there, but I don't (laughs) know. The second game I've been playing is Forza Horizon 5. Just going to briefly mention this because it's a racing game. There's only so much you could say here. Gorgeous graphics. I, I can't even describe how beautiful the graphics look in this game on the Series X. I love the mechanics, the open world activities, and it feels great for a racing game. And now this is coming from somebody who doesn't play racing games like ever. The only ones I really play are like Mario Kart and Crash Team Racing. And back in the day on the PS1 and original Xbox, I played a lot of the Need for Speeds, but I haven't really played any racing games. So this is really like the first one in a long, long time like the first Hmm. realistic sim one that i played and i'm absolutely loving it not much else to say there it's a great game and if you ask me i think it might be microsoft's best exclusive last year oh wow all right so my next game is warhammer Forty Thousand space marine now i'm not going to talk about this too much because i think me and indy are going to do a topic around warhammer in the future so just going to give you my brief thoughts on it. Uh, it's Gears of War. It's straight up Gears of War with no cover system. Feels exactly hmm. the same. There's a few little things here and there that are different that makes it unique. Like there's this jump pack. You can jump up into, in the sky and you can like land down and crush enemies and stuff. You don't get it all the time, but when you do get it, you feel like a badass. <laughs> there's one thing about this game that annoys the hell out of me. Was that? The writing team assumes, you know, the entire Warhammer universe.
1: Oh,
0: no. And this is something they need to fix in the sequel. And that's why I played this game uh, recently, because they announced the sequel at the VGA Awards. And I was like, I've never played Warhammer Space Marine. Let me go check it out. And I had a really good time with it, but I, I just couldn't really understand the universe.
1: It's a lot. It is a lot.
0: They assume I'm the fan of the RTS games, and I played all of them, and that's not good. A lot of the shooter community don't play RTS games.
1: No. I mean, it it goes even further back than RTS. I mean, it's tabletop first.
0: I'm like, this is cool. What's going on in in these cutscenes and everything, but Mm -hmm. who, who are these guys and... Why are we doing this? And what is this thing you're showing me that's so important? I, I don't recognize it. And... Yeah. But uh, I had a really fun time with it. I do think it's underrated. It definitely needed more attention. It, it was a Sega published game. I don't know if they publish all of this the Warhammer games, do they?
1: Um, I can tell you real quick. Cause I have a few Warhammer games installed on my PC right now. I didn't know that when I
0: booted it up. I just saw the Sega logo. I'm like,
1: Sega? I am going into my Steam library right now. Okay, Warhammer, Dawn of War. Publisher Sega. Yep, they did all of the RTSs.
0: But yeah, uh, I would like to go into it more, but I think I want to save the rest of my thoughts for when we do that topic
1: because the sequel is on the horizon. I I think it's coming 23 when i have it up on my page right now currently it says releases just to be announced i'm thinking of alan wake oh which by the way
0: alan wake i'm so happy (laughs) that's right we you haven't been on since the bgas have you no it's been a while i'm happy about a lot of things from that show but we're not here to talk about that if i start talking (laughs) about alan wake we're gonna be here for a while
1: Here's our part two of it. Now that Mike's back,
0: <laughs> yeah, part two. Oh, don't worry, guys. You'll hear my thoughts about the VGAs at some point.
1: Um, according to the Wikipedia page for Space Marine Two, Sega is not listed anywhere. Uh, the developer is going to be Saber Interactive, and it's being published by Focus Entertainment. Gotcha. Um, who does like the Sherlock Holmes games? Um, and it looks like a few other different um titles. Oh, okay. So Saber was the ones that made World War Z. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. They
0: did. the They got some of the uh, the creators on stage with Jeff Keighley, and they were talking about it. And they mentioned World War Z. Yeah, that's right. And then they were inspired by Halo and a few other mm-hmm. games. They and they didn't mention Gears of War, which is strange, because it's a dead copy of Gears of War.
1: I was just gonna mention this. Um, this is part of why. I'm not explaining a lot of lore right now. I'm actually... I've been listening to the books, um, believe it or not. I think I'm on book three or four. I think I'm on book four at this point. Even when I started off with the books, uh, listening to the Horus Heresy, it's another one that, like, they don't explain a whole lot. You just kind of pick it up as you go. But the lore is super interesting. And even lore-wise it very much so comes across as Gears of War in space. Yeah. Just with humans being like the conquering, I don't want to say they're like the conquering villains, um, but it does get that way. I don't know if any of our audience uh, are Warhammer 40K fans, but the lore is really cool. And If you like Gears of War or if you like sci-fi, I highly recommend those stories. All right, my next game is It Takes Two. And by the way, I I
0: did beat Warhammer and Infamous. Just want to point that out. And I also beat (laughs) It Takes Two. Your thoughts? Andy? This game has some of the best level design I've seen in a video game. I will definitely agree with you on that. And it's hands down one of the best co-op games. In existence. I'm willing to stand on top of a hill to shout that
1: out. I think there's a lot of people that would join you on that hill.
0: It's amazing, the game. I understand why it won Game of the Year at the VGAs. I I get it now after playing it. I played through the whole game with our our friend Jason, and he didn't want to play it at first. He's like, "Ah, I don't want to play this. He saw a trailer. He's like, "Eh, it looks silly. I'm like, come on, let's just play it. He's like, all right, we'll play it. And when we started to play it, he he was getting really into it. He he started to really like it. He, was, he loved oh, nice. the humor. You love the little book character that walks around and all that shit. And <laughs> after we beat it, he's like, Yeah, that was pretty good. You should never judge a book by its cover. No. Never. Sometimes you just gotta open up that book and start reading it. But yeah, the game reminds me of Honey I Shrunk the Kids Meets Toy Story. I know there's other objects in the game that come to life and stuff Mm -hmm. it's not just toys and things like that but that's that's what i was thinking when i was playing the game
1: it's the same vibe i got it was like honey i shrunk the kids uh toy story and brave little toaster brave little toaster oh i used to love that when i was a kid (laughs) holy shit i haven't
0: seen that god probably over 20 years i know what i'm watching tomorrow no i'm not gonna watch (laughs) no no oh no but yeah, this this game shocked me, and I don't know. Let's just say this, it's getting very hard for me to pick my game of the year now, because mm. I have five games in the running, and I'm lost right now. I don't know which one I'm going to pick. Yeah, I can't recommend this game enough. Guys, it's on Game Pass just go download it now you're going to need a friend to play it with you can't play it by yourself You either got to have somebody in the same room or you're going to play with a friend online now there is one thing i will say about the game i don't like and people have brought this up in the comment sections when there's like posts about this game and when people are talking about it and i have to agree with them on this one issue what's that it doesn't have a matchmaking system so If you buy the game and you don't have a buddy to play with, you're kind of screwed. You're going to have to go on Facebook and gaming groups to try to find somebody. And that's just annoying. So if Hazelight makes another game, well, well, they will make another game at some point. But whenever their next game does come out, they need a matchmaking system. Yeah. Just to cover all your bases. That way, everybody can play the game. Moving on. I know, guys, it's it's a lot of games, but I, I played a lot of shit <laughs> recently. I'm, gonna try, I'm trying to go through these as fast as possible. The next game is Kana Bridge of Spirits, and I did beat it.
1: There was um, a debate recently within our group as to whether or not it qualifies as an indie game.
0: I did a little bit more research about that. It It, it is a very small studio that made it. It's like 12 people.
1: Oh, wow, okay. It's
0: an indie game. I know some say... It could be a double A game, and that's what I was saying before. Before I, you know, checked out all this shit about the developer, and I was wrong. I, it, it's an indie game. But anyway, yeah, the game is beautiful. Such a gorgeous looking game. I love the Pixar uh, designs for the characters. The music's great, very soothing. The combat is very similar to Horizon Zero Dawn. Hmm. Not as good, but it's it's similar to that yeah uh the story's cute but sad and depressing at the same time kena is a spirit guide and she's just trying to help deceased people move to the physical oh i didn't know from the physical to the spirit world yeah that's that's what it's about and she has these like little like cartoon pokemon looking creatures that follow her around they help you out in the environment and they uh assist you in combat and stuff like that okay cool Just a gorgeous game. I I can't say that enough about this. It's so beautiful to look at. There's going to be moments where you're walking around in the game. You're going to be like, oh, wow. You're just going to stop and just take in the scenery. Nice. It's that pretty. I do think the character models are, um, while they look good and they look great, I don't think they look as good as the environment. Jacques disagrees with okay. me on that, but it, it seems like the, they put a lot more work into the environment. It doesn't mean the characters look bad. They look great. It's just, I could see that there's a difference there. Not really a complaint, just just a nitpick. Right. The next game is Far Cry 6. I beat it today. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just binged through the main story. It's It's complicated. Yeah. I have mixed feelings. Like it's beautiful. Beautiful game. The the environment's fantastic. with the way the sunlight bounces off objects and the trees and the road and the rain's hitting it. It's it's gorgeous. The uh voice acting in it is incredible and uh the main actor, oh shit, always forget his name. It's like uh Gian Giancarlo Esposito. Did I say that right? Is that how you say Oh uh,
1: let me see.
0: The dude from Breaking Bad, Mandalorian, yeah. he's a great actor.
1: Yeah, I think you got it, um Giancarlo Esposito.
0: Yeah, he was fantastic in the game. Every time he showed up in the cutscenes, it was a treat. I was like, oh yeah, all right, he's back. All right, let's sit here and watch his performance. Like <laughs> he, he's he's excellent in the game. Everybody else in it does a good job. There's a few weak ones here and there. As for the story. It's predictable. El Presidente is a dictator. He's bad. Yeah. He's doing evil things to our people. We have to start a revolution. We have to take him out and all of his lieutenants and blah, 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 blah. It's, you know where it's going. You know how it's going to end. Right. There's moments in the story that are really good. It's just the predictable nature of it just kind of bogs it down a little bit. I think the open world activities is better than fives. It doesn't feel overwhelming they didn't put a bunch of shit all over the map like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Valhalla where it's just overwhelming oh my god there's shit everywhere I don't know what to do they toned that <laughs> down a little bit in this game and I really appreciate that they still kept the level system where it's like oh this area is level 14 and you're only a level 11 I mean you oh, can do it but sucks. you're gonna get your ass kicked I just
1: I hate, I that. hate that mechanic so much when they brought that into the Assassin's Creed games, I was so pissed. I would have preferred that Assassin's Creed, like, more so modeled their stuff off of Dark Souls to where you don't really get an indication as to if this thing is way stronger than you. You just go fight it and get your ass kicked and then decide, uh, you know, maybe I should level up a bit.
0: It's it's not as egregious like the Assassin's Creed games where well, if good. you progress too far in the story, you're going to hit a wall. Right. There is a a little bit of a difficulty spike in Far Cry if you keep going with the story. But the good thing is there is a story mode you can pick. If you, if you, there's, well, I should say there's two difficulties in the game. There's normal and then there's story mode and there's no achievement or trophy attached to these. So it really doesn't matter. You can play it on story and I'm not going to lie. In the third act, I just stuck it on story just to get through the game. (laughs) Because, I, you know, I was, I'm going to be busy this week with editing and other things, and I don't want to yeah. wait a whole week to play the game. Like, let me just bang this shit out. It, it's tough to compare it with Halo Infinite, because Halo Infinite's open world stuff is a first time for them. Yeah. the Ubisoft has been doing this for a long, long time. So if you are going to compare the two, obviously Far is doing it better, because they've had a lot yeah. more experience in that department yeah i don't know what else to say i i do think it's worth playing uh and i i see the game on sale frequently for 20 25 bucks hmm. i don't know if it's worth 60 bucks but if you can get it for 25 pull the trigger but yeah that's it that's all i've been playing i got nothing else sorry if i bored you guys <laughs> i don't i don't think i did but you played a
1: lot yeah we, we had two weeks off i mean i had to bang some shit out. So you're saying the moral of the story is keep you editing. <laughs> yeah. If I'm busy editing, I don't have time to play shit.
0: <laughs> That's how you got to get me off the consoles.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to the inventory. All right. This week, we have five items in the bag. Now, going forward, I think we're only going to do like four five or six news items every week because it was kind of getting overwhelming uh, with the other episodes, nine, ten different things. I'm just like, let's move on already. But if there's a week where there's a lot of crazy announcements and we just have to talk about everything, that's fine. We, We can do that. But if it's a normal news week, I don't need to talk about everything. Just the important things. So the stuff that people really care about. That's the kind of stuff I'm going to try and pick going forward, at least when I'm host. I mean, when Indy and Jacques are host, they can do whatever the hell they
1: want. You guys all heard that. So if me and Jacques have another ADD rant, he said it was okay. As long as you keep it within a certain
0: time limit. (laughs) You can have as much ADD moments as you want. Just just be aware of the clock. Gotcha. That's all I ask. Please. Coming from the editing department, it's hell. (laughs) (laughs) Understood. Anyway, let's get this going. Number one, new games with gold and PlayStation Plus freebies for January are now live. This month, I I do think Xbox is a little bit closer to PlayStations. Just a little bit. The only reason why I say that is because I actually looked at the Metacritic scores for these games. Hmm. So I've written them all down for you guys. And I'll let you decide who has the better lineup. Let's start with Xbox first. The first game is Nero Voider. Do you know anything about this game, Andy? Nothing. Nothing? I do have a little quick read-up here. It just says, set in a cybernetic world, featuring an original soundtrack from cyberpunk artist Dan Terminus. Battle through hordes of vigilante robots using endless combinations of nuclear-powered weapons. This is how they wrote it out.
1: Okay. Play
0: co-op with up to four of your friends. Uh, it's basically just a twin stick hack and slash RPG, twin stick shooter. Okay. The Metacritic score is 80, but there's only six critic reviews. So do keep that in mind. So not a lot of reviews. Now, the next game is a ground and this game has no Metacritic score. So I I don't even care to read this. It just sounds boring. I'm moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Radiant Silver Gun is the third game. Now this is the best game in the lineup for Xbox. Its Metacritic score is 86. 25 reviews. Okay. Uh, this is one of those um how would I describe this? What's that game called? Is it 1942 where you like fly the plane around and kind of like it's like a bullet hell and it's shooting the bullets all over the screen as you're going up and down? Yes. It, it's similar to those kind of games. So I'm probably gonna check this one out because a lot of people love this game. This is actually a very highly rated Xbox 360 arcade game back in the day so I'll give it a shot. The last Xbox game is Space Invaders Infinity Gene. <laughs> it has an 80 on Metacritic and it's it's basically just a DX version of I was going to
1: say I mean it's Space Invaders.
0: Yeah, if you've played Pac-Man DX or um what's that other one Galaga DX it's like that just like a crazy version Tons of shit going on on the screen. It might give you epilepsy. (laughs) You just got to play it and find out. That's Xbox's lineup. It's really not that bad. I, I know a ground is probably a piece of shit. But the other three games are pretty solid. Now, for PlayStation, we have Dirt 5, and you get the PlayStation 4 and PS5 version of that. I also want to mention Dirt 5 is on Game Pass, so don't be disappointed. If if you only have an Xbox, you can go play it on Game Pass. Now, the PS4 version has a 79, 37 critic reviews. PS5 version has an 80.
1: Mm.
0: It's a pretty damn good racing game. It's one I actually would recommend if you don't want to play the Forza games, or, or or if you play the Forza games and the Gran Turismo games and you want something different and more crazy check out Dirt 5. Uh next is Deep Rock Galactic. You get the PS4 and PS5 version. Now this is interesting because the Metacritic score is only for PC. I couldn't find one for the consoles because they're just releasing it for the consoles now. It's been on PC for a little while. But the PC Metacritic score is 85. So not bad. Um but this is that like one the four player first person shooter. I don't really know how to describe this. It's just really sci-fi, destructible environments. Um, Yeah. I think there's procedural generated like maps and caves and shit like that. But the combat looks pretty cool. and This is something I'm definitely uh, willing to check out. Maybe all of us can play this at some point. It
1: seemed like a um, looter shooter when there's dwarves meets starship troopers.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's basically (laughs) what it is. I'm looking at some screenshots of it right now. Yeah, well, there's that. Uh, The last game, I think this is the last game, right? Yeah, the last game is Persona 5 Strikers. It's got an 83 on Metacritic, uh, 73 reviews. I'm not a Persona fan. I don't need to explain this. (laughs) Uh, If you're not into uh, Japanese uh, anime role-playing games, you're probably not going to like this. But if you're a big fan of those kind of games, then these are one of the best ones you can play. The Persona series is highly rated like people love it absolutely love it i'm not gonna play it but i'm glad they gave you that game this month so when you compare the two here playstation's giving you newer games more AAA games microsoft's kind of giving you like small indie arcadey style games which isn't bad
1: yeah, I was going to say, I mean, uh, PlayStation Dev seems to go with the, uh, the popularity contest on that right. one. You're going to get more titles that you've heard of.
0: All right, let's move on. Number two, it's official, guys. The next PlayStation VR system for the PS5 is called the PlayStation VR 2. So now we can finally put this whole what's it going to be called thing to bed. Remember that? Yeah. Indie, I, a lot of people didn't think it was going to be called VR 2, and I'm sitting there like, why wouldn't they call it that? What else would they call it? The first unit sold incredibly well with PlayStation VR as the title. Why wouldn't you put a two in front of that?
1: Right. It's a brand that's recognized.
0: But uh, yeah, Sony dropped a whole bunch of new information about the unit. They also announced uh, an exclusive PSVR 2 game, and it's called Horizon Call of the Mountain. Yes, that Horizon.
1: Oh, I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah, there's a trailer you can check out, too. It's being made by Guerrilla and Firesprite. Firesprite was uh, recently uh, acquired by Sony to work on VR games. So there you go. All right, guys, so here's the features for the PSVR 2. Now, there's a ton of cool shit. It's a lot of stuff to read, but I'm just going to kind of scan through this and just point out the uh, the good stuff. Uh, One thing is visual fidelity. This thing is going to have 4K HDR, 110 degree field of view, OLED display, freaking 90 to 120 hertz. The headset is going to have a rumble feature inside it, so I don't know how that's going to work. If I don't know if someone smacks you on the side of the head in the game, you're going to feel it. <laughs> you might get a concussion, <laughs> but that's uh, one of the things. Yeah, the PSVR 2, it tracks you and your controller through integrated cameras. So this VR headset is going to have built-in cameras inside it. You're not going to have an external one hooked up to your console somewhere, and you have to put it in the specific position so it reads your body and your movements. No. That was so needed. That is gone. Thank God. So yeah, this thing combines... Eye tracking, uh, headset feedback. I already mentioned that with the vibrating and all that shit. 3D audio. God, there's so much information here. Guys, you know, I just recommend you just go look up this PlayStation uh, blog post. There may have also been a video for this. I'm not quite sure about that, but there is an official PlayStation blog post, and it goes over all the details for this uh, new VR unit. And the more I read here, the more expensive it sounds. because right. this thing is not going to be cheap. I think it's going to be in the ballpark of four to $500. I think I'm leaning towards 500 And there's a lot more information I'm not talking about, because it just goes on and on and on. It's a lot of nerdy shit. So, guys, if you want to find out more about this thing, go over to the blog. I'm very excited for this. I've never owned a VR unit, and I really want to get this one. As long as it's not uber expensive.
1: <laughs> They're going to have to compete. That's the main thing. Because um, right now, I just pulled it up. You can get an Oculus Quest 2 off of uh, Amazon for 300 But here's the thing, Indy.
0: You got to connect your Facebook account to that. It's a requirement. And people don't like that. A lot of people don't like that. Yeah. It forces you... To have a Facebook account and integrate with Facebook. And some people are saying, well, what is Facebook gathering? What kind of data are they taking from this? And I don't know. I'm not one who's worried about that kind of shit because every device we use is gathering data.
1: Yeah. Your
0: phone, your consoles, your freaking smart clock, whatever the hell you have in your house, your Alexa, it's listening.
1: As somebody who works in the phone industry, I promise you, none of you know just how much data that they are getting from you.
0: No. Yeah. That's just how it is now. But anyway, I'm sorry I cut you off. Um, what, were you, what were you saying about the Oculus? The uh-
1: I was going to say, I mean, if they have to be able to compete. I mean, I know people's uh, hesitations are going to be like with Oculus, you know, the whole Facebook thing. But like you said, for people like you and me. That's not going to affect a lot of people. So I think that they're going to have to release something at a price point that's going to compete and not be way, way, way super high. Because, I mean, they're selling to the console people. Because, I mean, if you have a PC and it can run VR, there's already a big VR base out there. It's just they had a very shitty headset for the PS4, and now they have to, if they want to continue to make money off of that market, this is almost a necessity. It's either make a better one or let it die. So mm. I'm, I'm thinking this right. is going to be roughly around two ninety nine. I don't know if it's going to be around that five hundred mark.
0: Wait, so are you saying you think the PSVR two should be two ninety
1: nine? I'm saying it's going to be somewhere between two ninety nine and three ninety nine tops.
0: There's no way it's going to be $299. I hate to burst your bubble.
1: $399 is possible. I'm saying $299 is the absolute lowest it could be. I would love that. I mean, make it
0: $199. Shit. <laughs> I would, I'll buy two. <laughs> um, there's one thing I forgot to mention. I know they've mentioned this before when they first announced the PlayStation VR 2, but I think it's worth mentioning again. This thing is only going to have one cord. That's it. One cord to the PS5. No Frankenstein setup like the first release. um I don't know if that bothers you, Indy, with the original VR unit because having wires all over the place. Was that ever an issue with you? Because I know you have one.
1: To the headset itself, it's not bad because it is just one cord to the headset. um It does split at the very end, but that plugs into your console and you're never going to know the difference. It is frustrating to have to rely on the PlayStation camera. That's the most frustrating part because even I'm like playing mm. Beat Saber, it loses its calibration and you like have to hide the uh, motion controllers behind your back and then bring them out like hide them from the camera to kind of reset it. Um so for a lot of VR games, if it loses that calibration, especially if it's like fast-paced, it very much so breaks the immersion because you'd be like looking at your left hand and your left hand is like going on a road trip and you're watching it go down the road because it's lost its calibration yeah that
0: that was the reason I never got a PSVR those wires scared the shit out of me I'm like oh no yeah. and then I have a small room on top of that Well, well it's not small I'd say it's like medium size but you have to have a decent amount of space for the VR unit uh and then with setting up that camera is a hassle yep. and all of that. I'm just like, I don't feel like dealing with this. So them putting in a camera inside the headset now, that is going to open the door up for a lot more people because this thing should be able to work in small spaces now. You don't have to worry about this freaking camera on the other side of the room and it has to be the right distance and all that. So if everything's built into the headset, I think you should be able to play it in smaller rooms.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it very much so depends on what game you're playing. Um, like, I mean, if you're playing, um, like, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted, where all of those games are meant to simulate you sitting in a desk chair watching monitors, absolutely, if you're playing Squadrons, or if you're playing Elite Dangerous, everything that takes place in a chair, definitely. But, I mean, if you're playing something more like um, Half-Life Alex, or Beat Saber, yeah, you're going to want room.
0: Yeah, when you start swinging your arms around wildly, you don't want to be in a closet.
1: Yeah, you don't want to accidentally swing your arm and then, like, destroy one of your sideshow collectibles or something like that.
0: Oh, it's going to happen. If I get a VR2 unit, I know I'm knocking down one of my neck of shelves. It's going to happen. You don't have any sideshows, do you? No, but I do have some expensive figures, though, so going to have to lay styrofoam down all over the floor, so if I hit anything <laughs> down... It'll uh, protect them. (laughs) There you go. All right. Number three. Ubisoft is bringing its subscription service to Xbox. And as a bonus, you're going to be getting Rainbow Six Extraction day one on Xbox Game Pass. And the cool thing about Ubisoft Plus's subscription is they put new titles on there like right away. So Far Cry 6 is already on there. Uh, but it's fourteen ninety nine a month, and uh one thing that's kind of disappointing is Microsoft didn't work out a deal with Ubisoft to get it on game Pass ultimate so if you want this, you're gonna have to cough up an extra fourteen ninety nine a month on top of you know Game Pass and whatever else you have, Netflix and whatever
1: mm-hmm. so it's
0: an added extra cost uh and Ubisoft came out and said no it's it is a separate thing. It's not going to be on Game Pass, the service. They, they, they came out and said that. I'm not going to get this because I just have enough subscriptions. I got them up my ass and everywhere else. I, I don't need another one. Game Pass already provides me enough games. Ubisoft is just mostly open world titles. A few shooters here and there. Game Pass gives me a massive variety of games from tons of different genres. I think I'm good same you know what i said i had five things i'm gonna shrink it down to four because this next one i'll just mention it a thing came out talking about the last of us remake nearing completion but it's not official it's just some insider uh, i think his name is tom henderson you he, he just kind of said oh you know i have sources that are telling me it could be done at the end of the year i don't know it's still in rumor territory so i'm just gonna move on to the next thing it's, it's, okay when they officially announce something then we'll uh, really get into it on the show so I'm, I'm just tired of talking about rumors
1: yeah and remakes but that's me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah all right last item e3 2022 cancels their in-person event And as of right now, we don't have any information yet about them having some sort of an online-only version, but I'm pretty sure that's coming because they did that last year. This is not surprising. The virus is getting worse again with the new strain. I mean, we can't have conventions. We just can't have it right now. I mean, they're getting canceled left and right. There's even uh, sports games getting uh, delayed because a lot of the players are sick. So... We're just not there yet. It sucks. I know some want to go back to these uh, events because th- they enjoy checking out all the new games and being there in person. But it's not worth getting sick. I mean, health comes first.
1: I mean, I'm not surprised, man. This new variant, it, it it's spreading like wildfire. Like Everybody I know at this point thinks that they've had it or is confirmed that they had it. I had it. I will say this was my second time going through it, and it was, to put it honestly, it was a cakewalk compared to the first time. The first time was a living hell, um, for a few days. This time felt like a a head cold, um, but also, I mean, it it depends on your own immunity and just how well you can handle it. Yeah. So, no, I'm not surprised at all, especially with just rapidly changing news on the matter, too. Like, how is it going to affect you if you're vaccinated? How is it going to affect you if you're not vaccinated? There's still so many unknowns and I'm not surprised at all. It's always best to err on the side of caution.
0: You could show me this shit online. I'm good. Like, I'm good. Show me some trailers. Yeah. And, uh, whatever. And let's be honest here, Indy. e is really not E3 anymore. Jeff Keely's Video Game Awards is basically E3 now. Pretty much. You get all the reveals there. And then you get some music performances in there. And then, of course, the awards themselves. I'd rather just wait for that when December rolls around. All right. That's it. I I got nothing else for the inventory. So I'm just going to put the bag away. Now, back in Episode 6, me and Jock did a topic called Battlefront 2 Gave Us Friendship. Now, we talked about how we first met, and we shared some old Battlefront stories from our clan days, so I thought it'd be fun if Indy and me did a part two discussion for this episode, because him and me both got recruited at the same time mm-hmm. we played for a team called Right Wing Conspiracy, and... Uh, Am I remembering this right did we both get recruited at the same time were you in that room with me and green giggler and dark gifts when he was giving us that little speech
1: I don't remember if you guys were getting a giving a speech what i remember is you guys were in practice um and i had met gifts through another guy um, whose gamer tag was DarkSide99, and his sister, uh, Fluffy Odds. I played with them all the time, met GIFs, and we'd met on Halo 2, I think. And then I happened to go through my friends list, and I saw GIFs was online playing Star Wars Battlefront 2, and I was like, oh my god, I want to play that game with somebody online, because this was shortly after I got on Xbox Live for the first time. So I joined the room... And I think, I'm not sure what was going on, but only certain people could hear me. It may have been you. You may have been the only one that could hear me. Because I was playing as a grunt. I forget who was playing as a Wookiee. It was on Tatooine at uh, Moss Eisley. And the next thing they know, uh, I'm playing as a grunt and I'm going toe-to-toe with whoever was playing as that Wookiee. And I was staying alive, almost like kicking this Wookiee's ass, and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? I remember this. <laughs> and I remember Giz being, I don't know who he is, get him out of here. And then all of a sudden everybody could hear me, like somebody fixed the chat, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm friends with Giz, we met on Halo, blah 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 blah. blah." And all of a sudden, the tone change is like, we need a grunt. And then the rest was kind of history from there, because I just started kicking it with you guys, we ran a couple games, and Next thing I know, you're like, "Y'all yeah, want to, you want to play with us on our, uh, on our team? Like, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you're good enough to be in the starting lineup. You're in there. You're in the top. Yeah. Eight, I think on, on the clan. Yeah. You were the grunt. I was the engineer, of course. Mm-hmm. The sniper might've been teammate 40. Can't remember. I think so. Oh no. I think he was the rocket guy. Nurlock might've been the sniper. That sounds right. I don't know. Gifts. I. I'm gonna be honest. He wasn't good. He wasn't really a good player. He was good at calling out um, yeah. things that were going on on the map, like, "Oh, this happened here. When you guys here, go there." But when it came down to the combat skills, he wasn't really good. And I right. can say that because he was a piece of shit later yeah. on. Yeah. So I can criticize his gameplay all I want here.
1: It's so <laughs> interesting that. He's the reason that we both got into that clan, and to this day, now he's universally despised. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit on episode six when me and Jacques did this topic. It's just that one day, well, it started even before this. Um, let me let me back up a little bit. Snookum, I don't know if you remember Snookum Sour, she mm-hmm. used to be. On rwc before i got there and uh gifts creeped her out quite a bit i remember that and she left to go over to play with Contita social outcast that's the clan Jacques was on yeah and i eventually went to them uh down the line yeah so that that was the first sign but the the big sign that i saw well it wasn't a sign actually it's something i straight up saw him do me and george were in a room where he was talking to a bunch of young kids in the room saying stuff he shouldn't be saying just leave it at that we don't need to get into the details i'm sure george will be on the show at some point i'll I'll let him describe his own feelings um about that situation but for me i was like i'm 16 at the time and i'm like dude what are you doing what are you doing and we we reported that to you know the the leaders, the other leaders gifts was right. one of them it was Stratus uh I think his name's Chris, and drenton uh Josh yeah, uh we told them about that and, and they were like you know we're we're not surprised we've seen or we've heard other things from other people about stuff like that, and uh Jesus, and it was just it got really bad and Eventually, he got kicked off the team. Well, they didn't kick him off right then and there, which I was surprised. They demoted him. Yeah. We still played in the league matches. He still ran the squad, the Battlefront team. And then we eventually got to the playoffs. We had a perfect season record, except for the last game, because me and Nurlock refused to play that match because we had backups who showed up for practice and they were there the entire time. Some of the starters weren't there. They didn't show up. And when it came time to play the match, the starters showed up, and they're like, "All right, you guys got to leave. The guys who've been practicing there the whole time." And I'm like,
1: "I remember that." No,
0: like I'm not playing. Then they're like, "No, they're like no, Mike, no, you got to stay." I'm like, "No, I'm not playing." I believe Nurlock did the same thing, and we were the yep. two best players on the team. And I heard we lost that match.
1: Oh, we got our asses kicked. I actually remember that night because I remember being like, "Okay, um, let's get this over with." <laughs> I don't know who led that squad. Um, there wasn't one. Oh, okay. There, was just there wasn't one. It mm-hmm. was just, there was no call outs. There was jack shit. And then we didn't even ended up picking the maps that we agreed to play. Oh no, that, that was the playoffs. You're thinking of the playoffs, the first playoff okay, game. Maybe I'm blending the two.
0: Yeah. The first playoff game, we practice on uh certain maps and, and we had, the the choice of which maps we wanted to play on, I think we were like home field advantage or whatever the hell they yeah. called it back then. And it was like, all right, cool. Let's pick these three maps because we're really good at these three maps. And we practiced on them. And we practiced on them. And it was Narlock's idea to play these maps. And Gifts was the leader for the squad. And he didn't like that. He didn't like that we were all listening to Nurlock and not Gifts. <laughs> and when it was time to submit the maps... Gifts submit three of the hardest maps in the game, or maps we weren't really familiar yeah. with. It was like Tantative, uh, Geonosis, and I can't remember the other one, and we did not practice on those. No. Now, we probably could have won if we practiced, but we just didn't.
1: Yeah, no I mean, it was radically different maps than what we had been practicing. Like, it wasn't even just the fact that they were harder. It was the fact that we were playing maps like Bespin and Dagobah, um, and I think we were playing Hoth, Hoff, yes. And mm-hmm. none of them got picked. We're like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, well, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Nah, we
0: weren't fine. No, we, we no. got our asses handed to us.
1: I remember that. I remember the first game we played was Tantive, and I'm like, this is not going well.
0: That is a hard-ass map, by the way. That is not easy. It's just tight hallways.
1: Especially when you're playing against a team that has drilled on it for the past week. Yep. That was their map. Mm-hmm. And Nurlock was not
0: happy about that, and he just left. And i never seen him since. He just vanished. Oh, shit. And when Stratus got wind of that, he kicked Gifts off the team, and I and I think it led to him getting kicked off the entire clan, like, you're out.
1: I think it went on a little bit longer, because I remember him playing with us a little bit more into Halo 3. Because they gave me the Halo 3 team, and I wasn't going to put him in the lineup. And then that's when shit got even worse, because a 16-year-old kid was leading the Halo 3 team, and we had another undefeated season.
0: Now I remember why he got kicked. I just remembered. He used to talk to Taiyu Kid privately. Allegedly. I think he did. He would tell him, oh, you know, you're young. Just go wild. Do crazy things and stuff. So, Tayo Kid disappeared at one point. I was uh-huh. like, where is he? He's gone for a few months. And then eventually he comes back and he's like, yeah, I'm actually uh, going to be a father. And uh, uh-huh. apparently, Tayo Kid took gifts as advice to just do whatever. Go nuts. Go crazy. Now, Tayo Kid was the kind of dude who would believe anything you could tell him the grass was blue and the sky was red and yeah.
1: this is why the
0: sky is red but it actually shows blue but it's really red he would believe you he you could tell him anything so
1: wasn't that an actual thing like we were fucking with him one night on that yeah yeah we st- were yeah okay yeah. I, I was like that <laughs> sounds very familiar like i feel like that happened it did i mean that's why
0: he got kicked It took me a second to remember that when stratus and Drenton found that out they're like get the hell out you're gone and then a few days later, my account gets hacked. Xbox account gets stolen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, what, what the hell? Like, and then all of a sudden, I get this bill on the credit card. I, I think they charged or he charged 15000 Now, you might be thinking, well, how do you know it's gifts, Mike? You're, you're assuming. Like, <laughs> Well, here's why. Stratus sent gifts a message and he said i don't know exactly what he said but it was it was along the lines of i know it was you who did that yeah and a few days later stratus's account is hacked so it was either gifts or he knew somebody who can do that
1: i think it was that he knew somebody because he wasn't smart enough to do that shit himself
0: yeah so that was just a mess and then eventually i just went over to continue to social outcast and play with them yeah and then the whole clan just blew up, and it was sad, but uh, me and Indy have kept in touch ever since. Yeah. I know there's there's some years we were kind of, like, distant and we disappeared, but uh, just, just recently, you know, the past year or so, we've been reconnected, and now that we do this show, we're even more connected. It's now.
1: very much so back to how it used to be, and then Halo Infinite came out, and all of the Battlefront shit came back. <laughs> It's amazing how old things just fall back into place. It's nuts. I can't believe I've known you for
0: 16, almost 16 years.
1: I think it's 15. Yeah. Let's see. We Battlefront 2 came out in 2005, and yes. we started playing in 2006. Um, mm-hmm. It's 2022 now. Yeah, that's 16 years.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that at all.
1: No, it really doesn't. I know when we're playing Infinite, it's like we're fucking 15 and 16 again. Yeah. Except we get tired a lot sooner, and we go to bed at midnight, not 3 o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah. It's weird with me. Sometimes I go to sleep at 1, 2, 12. Jacques, on the other hand, he's a vampire. His sleep schedule's, like, all over the place. You mentioned Dark Side and Fluffy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still talk to Michael from time to time. It's side. I don't think I've ever told you this, but with Fluffy, uh, when we were in RWC and she joined for a little while, right. she couldn't afford Call of Duty World at War. So I actually sent her a copy. I bought it, sent it to her. That was awesome. Yeah. It was, I didn't have to do that, but I, I just did that. But a few months later, just out of nowhere, she just blocks me. Blocks me on Facebook, remove me from Xbox, and I'm just like, why? And I never asked Michael about it. I just was like, whatever. Yeah. I don't know why. To this day, I'm like, did I say something? I'm like, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not that kind of person who just spews random shit out that might offend somebody. Well, I mean, every, anybody could be offended by anything, but I wasn't like directly saying anything strange or weird around here. It was just one day. She just. That's it. Just block me. I must have said something on Facebook. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe I posted yeah. something on Facebook and I was like, oh, I don't like that.
1: But I remember some of the shit we used to talk about when we were playing custom games. I mean, it was an HR nightmare, so I don't even know what you could have said.
0: To this day I can't figure it out. I mean, I guess I could just straight up ask Mike, but I'm I'm like, it's been so long, like doesn't really
1: matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still friends with Mike and uh, Melissa on Facebook. I don't really talk to them often, but, I mean, I do, like, you know, keep tabs on them. So, that yeah, that's, that's really bizarre.
0: But, uh, yeah, a, a lot of those guys back in the day, uh, I don't know where a lot of them are. I mean, I still talk to uh, Stratus from time to time. Same with Drenton. Uh, George, of course, he was one of uh, our backups on yeah. right... Our- Wing conspiracy. I'm sure we'll get him on the show at some point and we'll do a part three with him.
1: I will say the one thing that I do miss from those days is that at any given moment, you could sign into Xbox and you had a group to play with. Like somebody somewhere from that league was online and you could just join him and kick it.
0: Yeah. Those were the days. Hundred people on my Xbox. <laughs> I may
1: have mentioned this. Actually, I think I did mention this in the last paragraph of my Halo Three or Halo Infinite review. It's getting back to that point with Halo Infinite, where um, you know, George and um, Sean are back on my friends list. Jocks back on my friends list. Um, because I also had to change accounts at one point. Um, so I lost touch with a lot of those guys, but. It's it's so bizarre to log into Xbox and see those names again. I'm like, damn. No game has really brought those people back together since Modern Warfare 2.
0: I'm not a big multiplayer guy anymore. And I'm playing a lot of Halo Infinite online.
1: The only thing we're missing is Drumulus telling us everybody's hacking. Oh uh, Drum. <laughs> I've watched the footage.
0: He was trying to get us all to watch. Yeah, I'm watching it and I'm just like,
1: "No, bro, you're missing your shots. I could see it right here." <laughs> yep. You're not hitting them. They're like, "No, he saw me through the wall. He knew I was coming." He's like, "Yeah, it's because he saw you enter the other side of the wall. I would have watched the corner too." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Dan Solo and Jeromulus. Um I think I still have Dan on my Xbox friends list. I don't know about Jeromulus. But these guys were backups on the Battlefront team as well. Now, the cool thing about our team, if we didn't have any of our starters, our backups were pretty good. Yeah. Like, they could hold their own. I'm not saying the rest of the league was shit or anything. I, I I like to compare us to the um the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls team where they had an incredible bench. Like when yeah. the starters came out, you had to deal with the bench. <laughs> and they're pretty yeah. good. You could put them up against some of the starters for other teams. So that's kind of how I felt with our uh, team.
1: Yeah, or even the, um, the Atlanta Braves bullpen back in the late 90s. Like, it didn't matter who was starting. You're you going to have to work for it. I think the only reason that they were backups was just scheduling issues. That was it. That and we had a lot of players. Yeah, that's fair. I think we had enough to form two teams. I think that was a regular topic. I think it was like one person shy of having a second team. So I want to say we, there was a talk for a while about fielding a second team.
0: That's right. It never happened. I think it was supposed to be Giggler, Rage, and Rage. That, that was his brother. <laughs> and uh, a few other guys. You know, I, I've never told anybody this. I may have told Jacques. I, I can't remember. But you remember me and Green Giggler. We're, like, buddy buddies, like, in real life. Big, like, pals. Like, we we knew each other since we are like, seven. Yeah, I remember that. And Dark Gifts, once again. Oh, God. <laughs> he stuck a wedge between us. Um, You know, when all that shit was going on, Giggler didn't believe any of it. And he didn't believe me that I saw him do that, or I heard him do that stuff. So that caused this really big wedge between us and it eventually led to us not being friends anymore not i think that's where it started but like we yeah. kind of just like there was trust issues after that like you don't believe me here with this we've known each other for right. over a decade and you just know this guy for a couple months yeah or is it six months or whatever how long i don't remember how long we we're on that team and uh yeah i think he probably regrets that now but Eventually, we just kind of like, eh. We just went our separate ways. We eventually met back up and hung out one time, but mm-hmm. it was like it was like a good like farewell. It was like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it was almost like a, a mutual friend breakup, like closure kind of thing. Yeah, it was like, hey, you know, that was fun, but you know, let's kind of like split. Yeah. So yeah, gifts. Uh, God, toxic motherfucker. Yeah, really was destroyed a lot of things
1: <laughs> and it's it's funny like i say that and my first reaction was excuse my language but normally i'm i'm laughing having a good time i cuss like it's no tomorrow but if i'm upset about it then i'm like and it's almost like you know you mean it so it seems like it hits harder out of your own mouth mm-hmm. but that god he caused so much strife in a group that couldn't be any more laid back and nobody
0: else in our group was weird creepy did bad stuff no we had a really solid crew of guys and gals and
1: not just our team the whole league because we would run practice like we would let other teams that we were going up against that weekend practice with us on our maps and then we would go practice with them on their maps we even had an all-star game at
0: one point i don't know if you were in that I can't remember everybody who was there. I remember me and Narlock were there, but
1: I think I was there. I think I was there. Cause I was the best grunt in the league.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You had to have been there. I, I do remember them putting me Nikita and Snookum on the same team. There were the, we were the three best engineers and I'm just like, Oh, mm. this is not going to end well. And I have <laughs> Narlock as well. And I consider him to be the best battlefront two player at the time. Everybody thought it was me, but I, i could never beat nurlock and the only reason why it wasn't an issue is because we were on the same team but if we were on opposite teams i I would have been like guys i i can't take this guy out like he he's clearly better than me in every way and nobody ever gave him credit for that like he could beat anybody everybody's like oh mike the shotgun god he's the best guy on on here i'm like i'm like i'll take second best right i can't beat nurlock I literally went through the leaderboards, the top 100 guys, because in the top 100, a lot of those guys played in this league, and I, I, I slayed, like, all of them except Nurlock. I could not beat Nurlock.
1: I always felt like you guys were neck and neck, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I, if I were to throw either one of you into the council room in Coruscant, I didn't know who was going to come out on top. I mean, I do have the advantage of health,
0: because I was the engineer, so I could yeah. throw the health out and roll into it.
1: I remember that being your go-to because that was a, a a little bit of a conspiracy for a bit because people would say I don't know how he's getting the health out like he's just instantly healing. And didn't you have to have a like a ref come out and like watch you do it?
0: Oh uh, no, it was worse than that. I mentioned this in episode six. They uh, wanted to kick me out of the league. I had to meet with the guys who ran the league. And they're like, okay, what are you doing? Show us. And I, and I would show them. I would like roll really quick, grab my health, and stand up and shoot immediately with the shotgun. And when you do that, the shotgun spread seems to be a little bit more accurate. Yeah. Because the animation of you rolling and getting up, you're still kind of in a crouch position. And, and naturally yeah. in shooters, your aim is better when you're crouched. So when I'm rolling and shooting, it gives me that crouch aim. Gears is the same way yeah with the shotties that's what i was doing and just constantly getting health from the gonk droids and stuff or uh, Mm -hmm. resupplying my um stuff i just always had health i always had a full bar and if you did get me down i would throw one out roll into it and i'm getting full health again it was yeah it was a smart play and i taught uh nikita that it wasn't No, it no sarah snookum I taught her how to do that, and then she uh, she was already a really good engineer, and then she started to learn that as well, and it was, yeah, if we were on the same team, it was just lights out, but I do remember (laughs) you being the absolute best grunt. The only other grunt I'd say that was close to you was Beastmash, and I think he was on our team, so we had the two best grunts in the league.
1: The only thing that put me ahead of Beastmash is, like, the first few minutes of a match i would not go after any players i would kill every single ai I could find unlock that elite rifle and then it was time just to go nuts mm-hmm.
0: that's the key i did the same thing to get the flechette shotgun
1: yeah i mean we might lose uh an objective or two at first for doing that but once you have the better weapons it's so easy to take it back
0: god i love that game yeah, I, I, I still love it. I played it not that long ago on my uh, Xbox. Still feels great. And it's funny, <laughs> it has button mapping, so you could customize it to play like a modern game.
1: Simpler times, but also more complicated times.:
0: Yeah, I don't miss leagues. I don't miss that at all.
1: I, 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 I miss competing, but I don't miss the politics and I don't miss the drama. Like, I, if I could field a team um, and just play in, like, a, a bullshit goof-off league, like a bowling league, but, like, for Halo or something, I would gladly do it, if as long as I didn't have any scheduling issues.
0: Yeah, I actually would do that. If everybody, like, came together and was like, hey, let's make this cool little league. Hey, we'll even put some money in it. Everybody throw in five bucks. Yeah. Whoever wins gets the pot. Yeah.
1: That'd be cool. Like, if me, you, and Jacques fielded a team, like, a, just a four-man squad, that that'd be fun.
0: Maybe we'll do that if uh, Boundless Gamers ever grows into this uh, massive community. Maybe we'll make a a, battle, a Halo tournament or something.
1: That would actually be a lot of fun. Maybe we maybe we should do that. I mean, we actually have a pretty decent following. If you follow us and you're interested in that, please let us know. Because uh, now that I'm thinking about it, if we legit like get enough people interested. I will gladly organize some kind of, like, Saturday, Friday, weekend tournament, whatever it needs to be, and we'll just fuck around and have a good time.
0: I call Indy and Sean. The Balance Gamer crew has to be on the same team. It's just, we can't separate us. No. Maybe a little lopsided, (laughs) but the other team's just going to have to deal with it. It's our tournament. We do what we want. Yeah. I pick whatever the hell I
1: want. (laughs) We should field the team, just like CSORWC. Oh just my bring God. them together. You know,
0: that's something I've thought of doing way back when Battlefront 2015 came out. Like, what if we reached out to all the OG guys? Oh, that? just
1: got everybody back?
0: Yeah, from all the the teams, and we just had one big bash. Just call it like a
1: reunion? Never happened, but it would have been cool. I mean, I'm I'm down. We can try and reach out, see who wants to do it. But I don't even know if some of the guys that we rolled with are even gaming to this day or not. No, I mean, Stratus, I think, has a PS4. He hates the Xbox
0: brand now. I think he still <laughs> uses a 360, but he doesn't want any new Xboxes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think some are on PC and shit. Yeah, that, that'd that be a little confusing.
1: Yeah. Unfortunate, but it'd be one day. I mean, you never know. We'll We'll see what happens. I think that's it for this topic.
0: Uh, I don't don't know what else to say. Well, I have a lot more to say. It's just we'll be here for another hour.
1: I mean, the rest of it's just reminiscing at this point. We definitely told the story of how you and I became friends and some of the same shit and drama we went through. But, I mean, as crazy as the stuff that we went through was, I have... Like Thinking back to 15, 16, even through like 18, because we we played for a few years, Mm -hmm. is some of the most fondest memories in gaming that I have to this day.
0: And as much as I hate Dark Gifts' guts, (laughs) he did introduce me to a lot of cool dudes, and I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now if it wasn't for him. That's the one glowing thing about Dark Gifts. Everything else is a pile of shit.
1: Yep. I'll thank him for that one thing, and he can kindly fuck off.
0: (laughs) Indy, I think it's time for
1: Surprise Mechanics. I think it is. First one of the year. Now,
0: if one of you are new to the show, I'll just give you a quick rundown of what this is. Surprise Mechanics is when Indy, Jacques, Ash, or me will bring something completely random to the table. It could be a story, maybe a fun game we can play, or a discussion about how good my oatmeal recipe is. Ugh. Or it could be something very personal, like, I uh, remember two weeks ago and I said I zipped up and I cut myself in the place you don't want to get cut. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it could literally be about anything. And he doesn't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what he's going to do. So that's why we call it. Surprise mechanics. So, Indy, what's your surprise mechanics this week?
1: I have two. One is an announcement. The other is more so a surprise mechanic. So, okay. As you guys know, during the break, um, we expanded Boundless Gamers a lot. Got Twitch going. Got Discord going. Um, there's one more expansion coming because I'm going on PTO, and this is going to be my focus on Tuesday, the first day of it. I will officially have the Boundless Gamers YouTube channel up and going.
0: Oh, yes. There you go. See, Jason, I told you. Actually, well, I, I didn't tell him anything. <laughs> I said, I don't know. It's not going to happen. I don't want to do YouTube. But I had a feeling Indy or someone else was going to create something.
1: Yep. Um, I do plan on posting the podcast on Thursdays, same day as they go live on everything else. It'll basically be an image, uh, probably our logo, um, with a sound map going around it, just to show the audio levels going up and down, if I can figure out how to get that going. Um, But the shows will be posted on there, some Twitch highlights will be posted on there, and just whatever random stuff we decide to flood our YouTube with, that will be there as well. So, that's the surprise announcement. Now, for the mechanic, Mike, I don't know if you remember what my surprise mechanic was the first time I was on this show. Uh-oh. It was video game 20 questions. So, for my first time in 2022, we're going to revisit it, only this time it's not going to be quite as easy as last time.
0: Hmm, 20 questions. All right. Old game? Uh, no. Is it a game from the past 10 years? Yes. Is it a Sony exclusive?
1: No. Is it a shooter? It is a shooter, yes. Is it a Bethesda shooter? No. I would not consider it first person or third person.
0: Is it a twin stick shooter?
1: No. Hmm. Is it a bullet hell? Nope. Hmm. I would recommend try and stray away from the shooter questions.
0: Okay, okay. Um, is it a Microsoft exclusive? Nope. Okay. Huh.
1: Is it a platformer? Um, It does have platforming in it. And that's 10. You're halfway.
0: Hmm. Does it have old-school graphics? Mm. Pixelated
1: graphics kind of stuff? No, no sprites.
0: No sprites, all right. Hmm. Is it an indie game?
1: No. Only in the sense that indie has played it.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, that helps me, thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) Ooh, wow, this is not easy. Oh. Is it made by a famous developer?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Is it a sci fi game? Yes. He said it's not a twin stick shooter, because I was gonna guess Helldivers. That throws that out the window. He said it's not a Sony exclusive either, so it wouldn't be that. And I actually
1: didn't play Helldivers.
0: Oh my god. We'll get into that another <laughs> time. That's that's blasphemy.
1: Well, supposedly there's a second one coming, so... Oh, man. Does it have a horror theme in it? Uh, there are horror elements to it, yes. On question 18, if you haven't gotten it by then, I'll give you a hint.
0: Does it run... This is a very specific question. Does it run off the Unreal Engine?
1: I... Don't think so. I'm pretty sure this is an in-house engine. As a matter of fact, I'm 95% sure.
0: Okay. Is
1: it an EA game? No.
0: Yeah.
1: Is it a Sega game? Nope. So that's 18. So here's your hint, and it's a pretty big one. It's a Nintendo exclusive. Splatoon? nope damn it (laughs) horror elements sci-fi shooter platforming elephants or elements not elephants there could be
0: elephants in it this is gonna be a real shot in the dark I don't think it's this though is it Resident
1: Evil 4 on the Wii it is not I'll give you one more hint for question 21 You asked if it had horror elements. You could almost say it's dreadful.
0: I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I give up. I don't know. All right. It is Metroid Dread.
1: (sighs) I can't believe you didn't get it. Yeah, my mind was not there. It was a recent game. Won Game of the Year awards. You don't get a pass on it. I'm sorry. I was hesitant to pick that because I know you're not a Metroid guy, but I was like, you know what? I talked about it on the podcast. It's been in the news somewhat. We talked about pirating it. So, well, we didn't talk about doing that. We talked about it. No, no, let's let's be specific (laughs) here. Yes. Let's 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 rephrase that.
0: Yeah. There was a news article about uh, that was promoting uh, pirating
1: it, basically. I think it was Polygon or no, Kotaku, one of them. And we actually took a stand against it in our episodes. But yeah, uh, that's what it was. And those are my surprise mechanics. That was pretty good.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Jacques would have gotten that either.
1: I don't, I, well, is it you or Jacques that doesn't like Metroidvania?
0: Well, I wouldn't say I don't like it. It's just I'm not a big fan of it. Like, there's some gotcha. I like. I like Ori and the Will of the Wisps and a few of those few other ones. But it's not my go to. Jacques loves them.
1: I probably wouldn't have picked that for Jacques, though, because I know he doesn't have a Switch. Ah, yeah. That being said, what you got?
0: Now, I have two surprise mechanics in my head. I have one that was planned out, and then there's another one. Uh, You know what? I'm going to call an audible. I'm going to do the second one. Uh, A few hours ago... Uh, Wait, right before I came on, I finished a movie. Ghostbusters Afterlife.
1: Oh. Wait a minute. Do you not like this movie? You're talking about, um, wait, you said Afterlife. Okay, so the most recent one. Now I haven't seen it. Oh, okay.
0: I wasn't going to talk about spoilers anyway. Well, let me ask you real quick. Are you a Ghostbusters fan?
1: Uh, absolutely.
0: Okay. Well, I consider myself a casual fan. I I really like the first movies. Second one's good. Not as good as the first. I didn't watch the 2016 one, but I've seen a lot of the scenes from the movie. I know Ash likes it. That's fine. I mean, if you like the movie, more power to you. I, I, my issue with it is not that one thing that some people throw at you. Oh, it's an old female cast. No, I don't get it. Nowhere near the reason why I don't like this movie. I don't like it because the humor sucks. From all the scenes yeah, I've seen, pretty and it, much, it's, it's not funny. It, it's just forced thirteen-year-old jokes,
1: and it plays off of so many stereotypes and um, what's the word? And they use it over and over and over. Cliches. Yes, yes. But
0: afterlife, Indy. I accept it, and the Ghostbusters lore that's kind
1: of the what i've heard
0: i really liked it awesome is it perfect no does it have some things in it that shouldn't be in it sure but how they treated egon's character you know and the the actor harold Ramis who passed how they went about telling that story in this was done perfectly like the best way you could do it because you know the actor's not not around anymore, and it sucks, but they waited too long to make another yeah. Ghostbusters with the original cast. I mean, we got that Ghostbusters two thousand ten video game with all the minute, which was cool, that's mm-hmm. probably the closest thing to Ghostbusters three, but this was a nice continuation i I, 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 oof, I can't talk about the third act it's really good though <laughs> I like the story i i thought it was great that that egon's family inherits the farm and then they start finding this stuff about him well uh one of them uh the, the daughter of egon knows a little bit more about him and i like that the ghostbusters event in the 80s is like it happened in the real world and it was just kind of like a thing that was forgotten like it was a crazy event that happened but everybody's yeah. just kind of like yeah you know The whole story they put together for Egon is just so well done. Pays a lot of respect to the original movie. And it is shocking that this has a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. Oh, wow. And the critics gave the 2016 film, I think, like a 74 on Rotten Tomatoes. And I don't know what they're smoking. Even if you like the 2016 movie... I. I think the fans, the, the vast majority of them, almost all of them, agree that Afterlife is a better movie. And then you look at the like user scores; it's like ninety six percent. So the fans <clears throat> love Afterlife, and uh, I'm just very happy for the hardcore Ghostbusters fans who've been wanting a proper sequel. I mean, it's it's not the sequel they they wanted you know, with with the original cast, you know, a three. Yeah. They could have I mean, done in the nineties or something. They didn't do that. But this is the closest thing they've gotten, and I'm very happy for them.
1: I really wish people who are fans of franchises were more willing to see a different vision because I'm so tired of hearing the the Ruining My Childhood, this is nothing like the original, this is just a copy of the original, it's just, it's getting old. Like, guys, the the movies that we had growing up, or that are classics, you, you can't recreate them. It's not possible. A remake is never going to be as good as the original. It's extremely rare. Right. For that it's, to happen. It has happened, but it's so rare, It's it's almost not even worth mentioning. The only thing that you're gonna get are gonna be new classics or um just new movies that have original ideas. Mm-hmm. That's where like you're gonna find those things. If you're tr- banking on like I I, I don't know uh, the next Star Wars that has nothing to do with the Skywalkers to recapture a new hope, it's not gonna happen. No, it's not. If it's if it's a title of something that came out in the 80s, lower your expectations. I'm going to be honest.
0: Oh, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, and as far as critics go, I pulled it up on Rotten Tomatoes just because I was curious. Um, This is exactly why I don't listen to critics. And this is not a Boundless Gamers podcast unless the sequels get brought up. At some point, Ghostbusters has a 62. (laughs) The Last Jedi has a 91 for critics.
0: Oh, God, that sends chills down my spine just thinking (laughs) about a 91 for The Last Jedi. Holy mackerel.
1: Yeah, I had to look that up.
0: I'm going to be honest with you, Indy. When I first heard about this project, this afterlife movie, I was like, oh, they're going to do it again. I'm like, 2016 movies wasn't that good. And now you're going to try another film. But then once they revealed the story and they give us a little bit of it, I was like, hmm, like okay, all right. And then they showed the first trailer. I'm like, oh, I was like, Uh they may have something here. And then I finally being able to watch it, I was like, wow, this is a ton of fan service here, like in the good way, not in the yeah. shove it in your face kind of way, like, uh-huh, like like in the Last Jedi or Force Awakens, like, oh, look, there's Han right. there's Chewbacca, there's R2-D2. I mean, there's a little of that here and there in the movie. <sighs> I want the same treatment for some of my favorite franchises. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it, uh, it just it depends on who they get to make these i mean from what i understand um from when they were trying to get it off the ground the first time uh dan Aykroyd and harold Ramis were working really hard to get a good script together at this point i don't remember if dan Aykroyd was still um like the writer for this movie or not but i know that it definitely was a passion project so You're just going to have to get people that have high passions. If you don't have somebody that has a high passion for the source material, you can always tell because they throw shit out the window. Yeah. Star Wars sequel trilogy. Right. And then you get people in like Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni doing The Mandalorian, and it's like, this is what this should have been. What what the hell?
0: When this becomes available to watch, you know, rent and everything, Mm -hmm. check it out.
1: I was going to ask you, how did you watch it? Did you like
0: go to a theater and see it, or did you? No, stream no. It? A, a friend of mine let me log into his Amazon account. I was able to, he bought it because you can buy it digitally right now, 20 bucks.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I might have to do that this week. 20 bucks is,
0: I know, I know some people are like, oh, $20. To, uh, you're buying it, it's a digital copy. It's not like you're renting it for $20, so it's, it doesn't sting that much.
1: And I mean, me and Nash have started going back to the movies at this point, but we also like, if something comes to digital early, it's where you can buy it. It's not like out, out yet. If it's a movie we want to see, I mean, to go catch a matinee and popcorn and everything, you're going to spend 40, 50 bucks at the movies. But we also frequently do in home movie nights where we'll actually go out and we'll go like, re-engineer movie theater popcorn and we plan a movie night like we'll decorate for that movie like it's a date night at home and you're going to save a lot of money yeah and I don't have to worry about you know All right, this is a random story and this will probably be the last story we tell Uh, first movie we went to go see after COVID and theaters were back up was Mortal Kombat we have HBO Max I could have watched it at home but I was like I really want to go back to the movies. I love going to the movies. I just love that experience. I shit you not. We went and we immediately were like, oh yeah, these are things I don't like about the movies because two rows up, or two rows up from us over to the left, maybe about eight seats. I'll just say this. The chick's head was in the guy's lap the entire time. <laughs> And he had both arms across either side of his seat, like he was laid back and enjoying himself. And then when the lights came back on, pretty sure she had something on her face. And we definitely saw her underwear. What is...
0: I don't, I don't understand this, I gotta do it in public thing, but... Yeah. And some people be like, well, it's dark in the
1: theater, and you can't see. I don't give a shit if it's dark in the theater. No. No. Maybe the guy had a fantasy about being in a dark room watching a Mortal Kombat and then just somebody yelling finish him.
0: The moment you heard that in the movie, that's when he was finished.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if this grossed you out, guys. Uh welcome back to the show. Dude, that's nothing.
0: <laughs> We've said way, way crazier shit than that on this show.
1: Yeah, like your oatmeal. <laughs>
0: No, no, we're not ending it like this. No, no, (laughs) don't disrespect my oatmeal. I mean, if Liara is real, she would eat it.
1: Oh, God.
0: And that wasn't a euphemism. That was not a euphemism. (laughs) I think we're done. Yeah, I I, I got nothing else. Uh, Man, it was really good to get back into the groove of things and doing this again because i haven't been on the show since episode 27 so i've had a long break
1: yeah time to shake some of that
0: rust off it's not that i didn't want to be on the show it's just it's just we wanted to see episodes with you know indian jock ash and jock get some new rotations going yeah i mean we're going to be seeing more of that going forward so there's going to be some episodes you're not going to have indy you're not going to have me I'm sorry if that breaks your heart, <laughs> but this is the way it has to be. Plus, it gives yeah. everybody a break. I mean, I mean, it does. I was hosting a lot mm-hmm. at one point. What, like 15 episodes in a row? That's what it felt like, at least. Maybe, maybe right. not that many. But uh, yeah, so we're going to have a better schedule with that. Jacques's going to host some. I'm going to host some. Indy's going to host some. And maybe even Ash will host one at some
1: yeah. point. Who the? Who I'm knows? not going to lie. I love having a four-man roster now. Like, yeah, it, it feels like... A, I mean, not that uh, we ever felt pressured, to, you know, to make sure, you know, show gets done, guys, we gotta stream this, that, and the other, but it, it feels easier. Like, it's no longer in the back of my mind constantly. Like, I know that no matter what, somebody's gonna record a show.
0: And worst case scenario, you'll get a solo episode. Yeah. That's not the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario would be no episode, but yeah <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> all right real quick just mention the social media shit you can follow us by searching at Balance gamers twitch instagram uh am i missing one facebook <laughs> uh you can now follow <laughs> us on yeah I, 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 did i mess that up let me start that over twitch <laughs> facebook instagram twitter we have a discord page now you can check that out and chat there or you can leave us comments, you know, on any of the things I just mentioned. You can do that as well. And please show up for some of our streams because we'd really appreciate it. Uh just you know, our last one we did was Dead Space and Indy was acting like a scared little girl during it, which is understandable. It's a scary
1: game. That was one thing <laughs> I forgot to mention. I'm sorry guys. We do want to plan another community event um here soon to where we can get more people from the stream playing. Um, the next one that we do is probably going to be Jackbox Party, so be looking for that. Um, me, Jacques, and Mike and Ash are just going to kind of figure out what day is going to work best, and um, you should be getting an announcement relatively soon. And there's actually one more thing I forgot to mention. <laughs> Jacques's probably yelling right now, saying,
0: "Mention it, mention it." Next episode, if everything works out. It should be our Boundless Gamers Awards show. All four of us are going to be on it. That's right. Me, Indy, Ash, and Jacques. We're all going to be in the episode. And we're going to talk about you know our picks for Game of the Year or some other ones. I can't mention right now. I'm not sure if we're supposed to reveal those or not. But uh, we'll show those soon. But yeah. Yes. Hopefully next week we'll do that. If not, maybe the week after whatever we'll see
1: point is it'll happen in january at some point most likely next week
0: (laughs) most likely unless something catastrophic happens and then we have to push it to february all right indy i'm done thanks again for doing another episode with me i really had fun here and uh i think we'll you know not not i think well we will catch you in our next episode so stay tuned for that But until then, I'm Mike. I'm Indy. This has been another episode of the Balanced Gamers podcast. You guys all have a good one. Stay safe.